morning to worship him. Would you stand for God's greeting? People of God, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's bring our praises to God this morning by turning in the Trinity Psalter hymnal to number 254. Number 254, let all things now living a song of thanksgiving to God the Creator triumphantly raise. We're going to sing both verses 254. Since the early 1600s, Thanksgiving has been celebrated on our continent. It was our first president, George Washington, who at the urging of Congress would declare and proclaim a national day of Thanksgiving in 1789. I would like to read at this point that first Thanksgiving Day proclamation. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and to humbly implore His protection and favor, 
And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being, who is the benevolent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the manifold mercies and the favorable impositions of his providence which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have enjoyed since, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he has been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executing and obeying to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand in the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, signed George Washington. Since the early beginnings of our country, we have been called to give thanks to God, to humble ourselves before Him. Of course, the call to give thanks goes far beyond that. Uh, the Psalms give us a call to give God thanks as well. In our liturgy this morning, there is a responsive reading of Psalm 111. We will read that together at this point. I will read the sections for pastor, uh, you the bold or the, the large type for people, and then all of us reading the last phrase together. A Thanksgiving Litany, Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. Praise 
Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. We're going to give thanks to our God in song. I encourage you to take your Trinity Psalter hymnal at this point. Uh, first, we're going to sing number 111A. Uh, this tune should be somewhat familiar to you. We learned this tune in the last year. Uh, Praise to the Lord, I will extol him. And then without announcement, we'll go on to 249 and sing the five verses there. So first, 111a, uh, the verses 1 through 3 and 6. And then we'll sing 249, the five verses. Let's stand together as we sing these two songs of thanks.
This morning we turn to Psalm 92 to focus our reflections on this Thanksgiving Day. I'll be reading all the verses of Psalm 92. Psalm 92, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's Word. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, children, today is a special day. It is a day that we get to go to church during the week. You know it's not Sunday, or we get to go to church every Sunday, but today is Thursday, and we're not in school, and yet we get to come to church to celebrate. We get to come to church for a particular purpose that we might give thanks to God. That's the focus of Thanksgiving Day, a day where we are called to turn our attention to who God is and all that he has done for us so that we might give him the thanksgiving that he is due. Psalm 92 helps to focus our thanks, helps to focus our thoughts this day as we seek to give thanks to the Lord. The psalmist begins, It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Now there are other psalms where the psalmist says, it is right to give thanks to the Lord. Or it is fitting to give thanks to the Lord. I think of a psalm like uh, Psalm 33, Praise befits the upright. Or Psalm 147, uh, it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. And it is fitting. It, it is right, it is proper for us to gather to praise and thank God today. But more than just proper, more than just right, more than just fitting, it is good. 
It is good for us to be here today to give thanks to God. This is not simply an obligation that we have, doing our duty on Thanksgiving morning. It is good. It is right, it is pleasant, it is fitting, and it is good for us to be here. It is good for, for God receives glory and thanks and praise when we gather together to worship Him. The psalmist says He is enthroned on the praises of His people. And so as we join our voices today, our God is once again enthroned. We recognize His kingship and His benevolent leadership over all of us. It is good for us to give thanks. It's good because it brings praise to God for who He is. It's good for us to help to focus our minds and our thoughts on all that God has provided for us. Oh, we know He provides for us throughout the year and every day, but we often get so busy, too busy to say thank you to God for what He has done. But today, we focus on all that God has provided for us, and we focus our thoughts and minds to say thank you for His goodness to us. If we think about this past year, once again, our God has seen fit to bless us, to bless us in our personal lives, to provide for us all the daily things of life that we need, a place to live, uh, food to eat, clothes to wear, uh, work to do, all of these things He gives us. He's provided for us again this past year. And so today we, we focus on giving Him thanks. It's, it's good for us to do this. It's good for us, maybe particularly if we are anxious about what the future might hold. It's easy to become concerned about uh, uh, how we're going to pay the bills this month and how we're going to pay the mortgage and how we're going to pay Christian school tuition and how we're going to make it and how our life is going to unfold and all these things we worry about. On Thanksgiving Day, we reflect on how God has been faithful to us throughout our lives. I said to Mary this past week, I, I, really, I really should make more Thanksgiving Day sermons because it helps me. It reminds me of all of God's goodness, removes anxiety about the future because we have a God who has always been there and a God who will always be there. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, the psalmist says one way, to sing praise to your name, O Most High, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. We give God thanks by singing. Singing together, bringing Him thanks and praise. I think I've said before, uh, corporate singing is really a distinctively Christian activity. How many other times in your life do you gather with others to corporately sing? This doesn't happen at our jobs. Um, now, of course, it happens if we go to a ball game, seventh inning stretch, we get up and we sing together. But other than that, there are not many places where we corporately sing as people together. It's distinctively Christian to gather to sing, and particularly songs of thanksgiving to God. 
This morning, we have used uh, various psalms. We have spoken God's word together, and we have sung God's word together. God has given us his word to use in our thanks. He has given us his word to help us to bring him the thanksgiving that he deserves. I encourage you, if you don't already, to use the words of the psalms uh, in your own prayers. The psalms give voice to to all the emotions that we have. The Psalms help us when we are hurting. The Psalms help us when we're rejoicing. Uh, Take these words on your lips in praise to God. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It's good to sing praise to God. And then the psalmist says, verse 3, verse 2, excuse me, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. When is it that we give thanks to God? And the psalmist uses a device here where he talks about in the morning, the beginning of the day, we should be giving God thanks. When we get up in the morning, we thank God for taking care of us through the night. We thank Him that we can get up and get out of bed. Another day of life in which to serve him. It is good uh, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. At the end of the day, we give God thanks that he has taken us through another day, whether that be a day of work, a day at home, a day of recreation, a day at school, whatever it might be. God has been faithful to us once again. And when the psalmist says it's good to do it at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, he means and all the time in between. It's good to give God thanks throughout the day. It's good to give God thanks as you see his blessings, as you interact with those around you, as you see his blessings of protection as you're driving on the road. Thank you, God, for taking care of me. It's good to give God thanks throughout the day for all that he has done, all the day and every day. We have Thanksgiving Day today, kids. It's Thanksgiving Day, and so we focus on giving thanks to God. But today is really just a token of what our entire life should be, being thankful to God every day. In that way, uh, Thanksgiving is a little bit like Mother's Day. Okay, kids, you know that on Mother's Day, you are so thankful to mom, and you give mom extra hugs for all that she does for you, that, that she makes food for you, and that she helps you with your homework, whatever it is. On Mother's Day, you give mom so much love. But really, that's just one day. That should happen every day. Every day you should be giving mom hugs and loving her for all that she does for you and cares for you. And the same is true of, true of Thanksgiving Day. Today is a token a token of what every day of our life should look like. As believers, we should have a life characterized by thanksgiving, a thanksgiving that lives with us throughout the entire year. We give God to thanks throughout the day. We give God thanks every day. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. And then the psalmist takes the rest of this psalm to give us real concrete reasons 
for why we should give thanks to God. He says in verse 4, For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord, How uh, your thoughts, how very deep. We give God thanks because he is the Lord who has done wonderful things. We give God thanks for who he is and for what he has done. That he is the God who is active in our lives. It's not as if uh, God sits back in heaven, uh, kind of with his arms folded and watches uh, what takes place on earth, not really caring, unable to do anything about it. No, God is actively involved in the life of his people. He is the God who is caring for us day after day after day. He doesn't watch from heaven with no control. And so we praise God for he is the God who rules and reigns on high. He says in verse 6, The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. We give God thanks because he is on high, ruling and reigning. He is the one who is in control. And the psalmist says, the fool will never understand that. Now when he says fool or the stupid man, he's not talking about people who are dumb. He's talking about people who are spiritually unenlightened. The spiritually unenlightened will never, will never appreciate that God is God on high. And he is the God who is active in the lives of his people. Which is why it's so necessary for us as believers to gather on Thanksgiving Day. We know God. We know the one who is on high. We know the one who rules and reigns. Now the world they simply can't understand. They might attempt to celebrate this day. Uh, they might gather around a table uh, laden with food, with uh, turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and, and green bean casserole and all the trimmings. And they might be thankful to each other that we can be around this table together. But they will never truly give thanks until they know to whom they must give thanks. They know there is a God who has cared for us, who has provided for us, who has given us these good gifts. The foolish, they, 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 they simply can't understand. They can have the trappings of a thanksgiving, but not true thanksgiving, until they know God who reigns on high. The psalmist says in verse 12, the righteous flourish like a palm tree. They grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. We give thanks to God because he allows us to flourish. God allows us to grow, to flourish as his people. He allows us to grow and to flourish within the nation in which we live. And we are thankful today. We are thankful for the freedoms that we have. We are thankful we can gather this morning for worship without fear of others coming in and, and, and persecuting us because we declare the name of Jesus Christ. We are thankful we can flourish within the nation God has given to us. Today, 
And every Lord's Day, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, we can gather Sunday morning, we can gather Sunday evening to worship our God without fear. That is a blessing. That is something for which to thank God. There are, there are nations on, on earth where that idea of public worship where you know where you're going to be and when you're going to meet is unthinkable. And yet we gather every Lord's Day. And so we thank Him. He's allowed us to flourish within the nation in which we live. He's allowed us to flourish with peace in our land. We do not have foreign oppressors on our soil violently trying to overtake us. We live in a land of peace. We give God thanks for that. We live in a land where where there is the rule of law. We recently had an election. Others took office in various positions in the different levels of government. But it wasn't a military coup. It wasn't the one who had the most might that took over. There was the rule of law and the process by which things would unfold. This is a blessing that God has allowed us to flourish uh, within our nation in peace in tranquility. God's allowed us to flourish within our church, and we're so thankful for that. He's allowed us to flourish because he's brought new people to us. There are those worshiping with us today who were not here a year ago, and we give God thanks for that. We give God thanks that people continue to seek out the preaching of the gospel and that God in his good providence brings them into our congregation. This is a gift from God that he has allowed us to flourish within the church. There's the spiritual growth God has allowed us, not simply a material, a physical growth, but a spiritual growth. As we have had the privilege in, in a variety of ways to grow in our walk with God through Sunday school, through catechism, through Bible studies of various kinds. God has blessed us to flourish within the church. God's provided us with, with gifted office bearers to encourage us in our walk with Him, to encourage us in our giving to Him. God's allowed us to flourish within His church. And God's allowed us to flourish within our families. In this past year, there have been new marriages begun, and we give God thanks for that. There have been new children born, and we certainly give God thanks for that. There have been new relationships formed. We give God thanks that within our families, we see Him continuing to work. For young and for old, His blessings don't run out as we get older. In fact, that's what the psalmist says, verse 14, they still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. God's care for us does not have an expiration date. God does not leave us when we get old. But he continues to watch over and care for us. All of these reasons, reasons to give God thanks, we could flourish in our country, in our church, and within our families. And of course, the greatest reason greatest reason that we have for thanks today is that God, God has called us to be his children, and he by his power is the victor 
over sin and death. Verse 8. You, O Lord, are on high. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you've exalted my horn like that of the wild of ox. You've poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. Who is the greatest enemy we have, children? It is the enemy, Satan. And God has overcome Satan. Jesus Christ is the victor. And he has done everything to defeat our enemy, the powers of Satan. And if for no other reason, that is a sufficient reason to give God thanks today. We know God who has delivered us from the power of the devil. That is a sufficient reason, if there is no other, to join together and give God thanks today. There was a man I met about 25 years ago became a friend of mine. He had lived the life of a militant atheist. He was not simply apathetic toward God, he was antagonistic toward God. He was a man who bore in his body the marks of a life lived in sinful pursuits. I met him when he was in his uh, early 40s. In God's glorious providence, uh, God called him and saved him. He had a life no one would envy. Incredible physical difficulties. Living in poverty. A wife with ongoing medical concern. But he was a believer and, and a great apologist for the Christian faith. He had a thorough knowledge of, of Reformed history. He could quote Calvin from memory. And one Thanksgiving day, he gave me a letter reminding me the reasons we have for thanks. The letter reads, Thanksgiving Day in America is ostensibly to thank God, especially for good civil government. See Washington's October 3 proclamation. How we accomplish this by eating turkey remains a mystery to me. Feasting being more a pagan practice than a New Testament practice. Oh, there was the Old Testament Passover feast, but that was superseded by the Lord's Supper. Calvin said, fasting should be more of a community event than an individual one. And it seems to me a national day of repentance featuring fasting might be more salubrious than having a national day of overindulgence. In any case, I am not holier than thou. I have a duck in the oven right now. I'd like to talk about giving thanks to God, not for making the U.S. a Christian nation, nor for material wealth, I seem to have missed out on most of that, or for perfect health. I have seen too much illness. We have received our daily bread, and the Lord has stuck with us throughout all of my wife's many medical problems. We are grateful for this. However, 
What we're most grateful for is our eternal redemption. Out of the mass of sinners, and for reasons I do not fully understand, the Most High has brought me into the light and out of three decades as an atheist. If I have nothing else to thank the Lord for, and I do, that one thing alone would suffice. If I have nothing else to thank the Lord for, that one thing would suffice. Is that the character of your thanks on this Thanksgiving day? Maybe you are having difficulty finding reason to give God thanks. Maybe things aren't going uh, in your life the way you had expected. Maybe there are difficulties in your relationships. Maybe you're having a hard time paying your bills. These are all things we lay before God in prayer. But he's given us the greatest gift and the greatest reason for thanks. If we have nothing else but the knowledge of our salvation, that alone will suffice for giving him thanks. And so once again today, we declare the call of the gospel. If you are here and do not know Jesus Christ, do not know that reason for thanks, he calls you today to put your faith in him, to know the complete forgiveness of your sins, to be washed and cleansed by his blood, called out of the fallen mass of humanity and brought into the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you too will have the most important, the greatest reason for giving thanks. It is good to give thanks to the Lord to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. We are the recipients of God's goodness, allowing us to flourish in our nation, in our church, and in our homes. The recipients of his grace, and so we give thanks to the Lord. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we do wish to thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for calling us into your house this morning that we could focus on your word and may that word live with us throughout this day that we truly might bring you the thanks and praise which you deserve. Lord God, bless your word to us. May the reading of your word, may the preaching of your word encourage us and strengthen us to give you the thanks which is yours. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. We're going to sing together this psalm that we just looked at, number 92 and selection A, number 92A, it's good to thank the Lord, to praise your name most high, to tell your love at dawn, your faithfulness by night, with ten-stringed lyre, resounding music played upon the harp and lyre. We're going to sing the five verses of 92A. Let's stand together as we sing.
Let us spend some time giving God thanks in prayer. Let's come before our God's throne of grace. But our God, truly, it is good to give you thanks. We know, O oh God, that today is not the Lord's day, yet it is proper, it is right, it is fitting that we should be here. And more than that, O oh God, it is good. It is good to praise you for who you are and for what you have done to make music to your name, O Most High. We thank you, O God, for the gift of music. We thank you for the gift of musicians, for those who play instruments who can lead us in our praise to you. Thank you, O God, for giving us the psalms. We might sing your word to you. Thank you for giving us this method of bringing to you our thanks. O Lord, we desire to declare your steadfast love and your faithfulness by night. We pray that our thanksgiving today may not be a one-time event, uh, you would make us truly thankful that Thanksgiving would characterize uh, all day of our lives and every day of our lives, uh, living thankfully before you. For truly, O oh God, we are the blessings of receiving the works of your hands. You've allowed us to flourish. We do want to thank you and praise you, O oh God, for the land in which we live. We thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy freedom from war, freedom to worship. We thank you, O God, for the democratic process of electing leaders. We thank you for allowing us to freely and openly declare your name, uh, declare the glory of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O God, for our church, for the common bond of fellowship that we have. We thank you for new members you have brought to us. We thank you for visitors you have brought to us. We ask you would continue, O God, we thank you for the eldership. We thank you for the diaconate. We pray you would bless them with everything necessary to fulfill their calling before you. Oh, we thank you, O oh God, for the ongoing ministry of your word, that your word has not been silent from this pulpit this past year, but again and again we have heard of Jesus Christ and the call uh, to embrace him as Lord and Savior. We thank you, O oh God, for the federation of churches uh, that we have. We know we are not in this alone. We have others who stand side by side with us, uh, declaring the glorious truth of who you are. And we thank you, O oh God, for our families. We thank you for the blessing of marriage. We thank you for the relationship of husband and wife. We thank you for children. We pray that you would bless us as we seek to raise our children to know you and love you. Bless us as children. Help us to show our thanksgiving to you by the way we obey our moms and our dads. And we thank you for brothers and sisters. We thank you, O oh God, for the place you put us in life, whether that is in families or whether we are single and alone. You know, O oh God, each of our needs and our desires. We pray that you would help us in whatever station we are to give you thanks. We thank you for health and strength, for the ability to be here this morning. Lord God, we ask for strength to be with all of your people who stand in need of your care. We thank you most deeply, O oh God, for the glorious work of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his willingness to submit himself to you, to come down to earth, to live among us, to die a cruel death on a cross. And yet we know, O oh God, that you exalted him. You gave him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord to your glory. And we do confess that this morning again. We confess Jesus Christ as our Lord, as our Savior. Help us, O oh God, truly to submit ourselves to him day after day after day. 
and live in loving service for all that you have done for us. Lord God, thank you for giving us this time of worship, a time to sing praise, a time to hear your word, and once again now, a time to express our thanksgiving in real and tangible ways in the tithes and the offerings that we bring. We have so many wonderful causes you've given to us, O God. May you use these gifts uh, for the furtherance of your kingdom. We ask that you would accept now the gifts of our hearts. We ask you would hear us as we pray. We do offer our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We have our privilege of giving our gifts to God this morning. He will receive them through the hands of the deacons. Let's turn together to number 9B in the Trinity Psalter hymnal, number 9B for our song of thanksgiving. Wholehearted thanksgiving to thee I will bring, in praise of thy marvelous deeds I will sing. In thee I will joy and exultingly cry, thy name I will praise, O Jehovah Most High. We're going to sing all four verses, number 9B, let's stand together as we sing.
the parting blessing of our God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.